This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Foundations, a weekly programme brought to you by the Reformed Church of Christchurch. Hello, I'm Esther Smith. Over the past few weeks, we've been considering the Christian sacrament, or ritual, of baptism. Over the next few weeks, we'll be considering another Christian sacrament, that is, the Lord's Supper otherwise known as Communion. This special meal was instituted by Jesus, and we are about to hear Leanna read to us from the Bible book of Luke, chapter 22, where it tells us the origins of this sacrament. And that will be followed by Hendrik to tell us more about what's special about the Lord's Supper. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? they asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large upper room, all furnished. Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. What sort of significance do meals have in your household? A mealtime's special occasions, where family members sit together and talk about how their day is going. You know, back in the time of the Bible, meals were often very special. They were events of significance and importance. Meals had special meanings for fellowship for community. And nowadays, it might be hard for us to appreciate the importance that was placed on meals back then. Meals have become for many not much more than a refueling pit stop. We fill her up and we're off to more important things. Can't take too much time for tea. I've got to go to the rugby. Can't take too much time for dinner. There's an important show on TV that I've just got to watch. Meals just don't have as much meaning as they used to. Oh, we still have some appreciation for special meals, such as meals for weddings and Christmas dinners. A common date 
would be to take their special someone out to eat. Still, though, it seems safe to say that meals, for the most part, have lost some meaning in contemporary society. You know something, though. There is a certain kind of meal that is still very important for Christians, for people who go to church. It's not just any meal, not just a filler-up meal. In fact, you don't actually physically eat a whole lot of food for this meal. It's far from an all-you-can-eat buffet. But still, it is the most special meal that Christians eat. It's a meal that Christians participated in when the New Testament was written. It's a meal that Christians in the year 2022 still eat. I'm talking here about the meal, the ritual, known as the Lord's Supper. Now, you can't understand the Christian faith without knowing something about this special meal. But what is this all about? I've mentioned that most Christians don't eat a whole lot at this meal. So it's not about getting a lot of food in your stomach. In many churches, all you get is a tiny piece of bread and a sip of wine. Hardly enough to survive on. So what's the big deal? Well, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23 to 26 in the Bible is very helpful in seeing what this meal is all about. We read in these verses, I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. There is one particular word here that is key to what the Lord's Supper is all about. Remembrance. Do this in remembrance of me. The Lord's Supper is a meal to help Christians remember. Now, what exactly does it mean that the Lord's Supper is a meal of remembrance? Does this mean that Christians eat this meal then take a couple of moments just to sit back and think about the past and remember, say, that Jesus Christ died on the cross? Well, this kind of explanation does not really explain the Lord's Supper. You see, the Lord's Supper does so much more for believers than just simply helping them mentally remember some particular historical event which took place thousands of years ago. The thing is, Christians remember and celebrate the meaning of the event, of Christ's death, as well as the event itself. You see, with the Lord's Supper, Christians remember not just the fact that Christ died, but even more so, they celebrate why he died, namely, that their sins can be forgiven. You know, when believers eat the Lord's Supper, remembering is something that should be intensely personal For each and every one of them. This is the wonderful thing about the Lord's Supper. It's not just about what Christ has done for other people. 
It's about what Christ has done for me. The believer can say that as surely as he sees with his eyes the bread of the Lord's Supper offered to him and the cup given to him, so surely Jesus' body was broken and his blood was poured out for him on the cross, so that his sins are no longer an issue between him and God, but he is forgiven. We really need to remember this fact about the Lord's Supper. It's such a personal thing. It can't help but be personal. The Christian can eat and say for himself, Christ died for me. The Lord's Supper is also very much a community event. It's not just something that Christians can do individually. You can't really have the Lord's Supper without celebrating it together with other believers. You see, the Lord's Supper is something that binds Christians together. You know, celebrating the Lord's Supper is a wonderful source of assurance. To know you are forgiven of your sins is a wonderful thing. This can help you to make it through life. Mind you, we must watch out for a false assurance. Some people feel confidence when they really have no right to. They live completely ungodly lives. They have no real desire to repent of their sins. They have no desire to humble themselves before God. And they have no desire to follow all of God's word. But they still think they are on God's good side. This is not the true confidence of the believer. The true confidence of the believer is the confidence that says, I belong to Jesus Christ and I'm going to serve him with everything I've got. This true confidence says, Jesus Christ is Lord, and I'm going to listen to him and his word. The true confidence of the believer looks only to the cross for salvation. This true confidence is a truly wonderful thing. And you know something, this true confidence can be strengthened through participating in the Lord's Supper. The believer's faith can be confirmed through the use of the Lord's Supper. You see, the believer knows that just as surely as he eats and drinks the physical bread and wine, so surely God nourishes him with the Holy Spirit. And it is the Holy Spirit who gives the believer confidence. My friend, do you have the Holy Spirit living in you? Do you believe in Jesus? Would you like to eat the Lord's Supper with other believers? Trust in Jesus. Find a church where Jesus is worshipped. Repent and believe, and you too can know that Jesus died for you. You're listening to Foundations on Plains FM 96.9. Today you've heard Hendrik Barker reading edited material written by Reverend Jim Klasinger. The bread and wine taken as part of the Lord's Supper are symbolic of the flesh and blood of Jesus. So, we eat his flesh and drink his blood. This sounds pretty strange, so please join us next Sunday at 10am or 10.30pm for an explanation. Until then, from the Foundations team, goodbye. You can contact the Foundations team by sending an email to foundationsonplanes at gmail.com. Join us for worship on Sunday at the Reformed Church of Christchurch, 
Our services are at 10.30am and 5pm at 63 Cornwall Street. Mm-hmm.